I'm Cathy van Rooyen. It's a new year and a new season of this podcast. The current situation of the pandemic means that running in South Africa has changed. We're here to talk about the current events as well as the past history. Peter Darrell has over 40 years of running experiences and not even a global pandemic can stop him. Through all the stages of lockdown, he has not lost his passion for the sport and stories, proving his life mantra, why live by default when you can live by design. And it's an overcast good morning to you, Peter, on the other side of Johannesburg. How are things? Kathy, wonderful this morning. And uh, you know, to me, the rain has stopped, so uh, I don't know what the day's like, but I, I got out this morning and I had a dry one, so I feel very happy with life. Very glad so. to hear that. I still haven't been out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a real weather snob. I have, no, no, I'm not going out in this. <laughs> you know, the, yes, yes, yesterday, was, yesterday was a challenge, and... Uh, and uh, whilst when I went out, it wasn't as wet as it had been. Uh, I needed I needed my my jacket, and, and the conditions were not pleasant. And, but this morning really was was a lovely morning. I think. Okay, good. Uh, so this week we're going to shape things up again because we've almost covered. Well, you know, it, it was just Kathy. I just got caught up in this attempt on the world record. Uh, that took place over the weekend, and um, there were the, the guys and dolls were trying to break the 100k rec- world record, and I and I saw things I saw things on Facebook where they were where they were saying should it be recognised and if not why not, and uh, I had no idea what it was about. I knew it was called the Hoka 1-1 100K Challenge. Okay. Quite frankly, I had no idea what a Hoka 1-1 was. And I then discovered that it's it's a new shoe brand. And, and, and again, I, I, I didn't even appreciate uh, that it was a shoe brand and then when I did some research I was I was I was a little surprised and I discovered that there was that it was a trail shoe and I think you know a bit more about trail shoes than I do would you like to <laughs> no, not not particularly I'm not the one that does the research my sister does a whole lot of the technical shoe research but the I think it, I think the hawker shoe is not being it's not like it's that new if it's one one it might even be version 11 and we know how shoe brands like to bring out new models yes. um, so if it's one one I, I, I'm not sure that specific model but um, I do know they've been around a couple of years um, but there is also the, a lot of road runners that use them as well because they've got the extra padding um, and the heel-to-toe ratio, which I know very little about, but I just know it has got quite a, a, a radical yeah. heel-to-toe ratio. So a lot of road runners that battle with uh, foot injuries or foot problems 
have tried them, but they're not readily available in South Africa as the, the other mainstream brands like the Nikes and the Asics and things like that. Well, what I saw this morning suggesting that they are, they are, and, I, and I've seen on Facebook um, a couple of people like Arnold Gertz and uh, uh, a couple of others sort of bragging that they that they've got they've got the new shoes. Yeah. So so they are around, but it is they they started off as a trail shoe. Yeah. And, and now to, to, to create an awareness, they have been, they've been promoting all, all these world record attempts. And this, this particular one, this particular one was, was run over a, a, a nine kilometer circuit and, and was, was pretty flat. And uh, you had both uh, Jim Wormsley, who is regarded as the top ultramarathoner in the world today, going for it. Uh, and it's it's part of the Project Carbon X. I think that's the name. That's the name of their new shoe. Is Project Carbon X. Okay. And. Uh, so uh, that was that was a shoe. The event was staged to promote the new racing shoe, and all the partic- participating athletes wore them while running. And so what was warms- what was the problem? Why did they not want to recognise the record? Why, why the debate? I, I, I haven't I haven't picked up anything here that to me was controversial. Um, that, and, and that's what I'm talking about. Well, you know, you've now got these these modern shoes, which give you such an advantage. But I I I, I don't think these are any different to the shoes that were used when they when they set the and broke the two hours for a marathon. There were no gimmicks like that involved. Yeah, this was on a just on on a on a circuit, as I say, of of about nine about nine kilometres, and and the Hoka shoe is is has got all of the, the the modern technology with ultra ultra light stuff and things and things like that. And uh, so, did uh, he it, did he succeed in the record? He didn't succeed in breaking the 100K record. Uh, and, uh, but, um, he, he failed by something like, something like 12 seconds. Now, if you can imagine 12 seconds in six hours, six hours, uh, nine, six hours, nine minutes. Uh, is a minuscule, a minuscule amount. Uh, I'm just looking at in front of me. The men's record is 609.14, and the women's record is 6:33.11, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is which is quite quite interesting. Um, and uh, but but what he did do was that. Uh, 
he, he, he at the same time he he he, he got the, the fifty mile record. Okay. And a hundred a hundred k's, a hundred k's is sixty two miles. Okay. And uh, so f- the the fifty mile record uh, is yeah is twelve twelve miles short of the, of that of the hundred k's. The fifty mile record was previously held by a chap called Bruce Fordyce, who is is well known well known here and so on. And uh, so it's it's a it's a fascinating story. Did he beat the world the fifty mile record by a lot or just a few seconds? Um, but but I haven't got it I haven't got it in front of me. Uh, but it was it was really it was it was only it was only seconds. Okay. Um, and I, I I read a, I read a post on 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 Facebook to this morning suggesting that um, whilst uh, suggesting that if he'd had a couple of others like it would have been so wonderful uh, so so wonderful to um, a couple of others of what race to get to to, to race against the Bruce Fordyce and so. Okay. Okay. You're rubbing your mic. Be careful with your microphone. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I've just got I've just got carried away thinking about it. But obviously it would be possible uh, <laughs> when you think of the, when, when you think of the age of the age of the guys. Uh, but uh, running against a uh, uh, Bruce Fordyce in his in his heyday. Uh, so where was this held? Do you know, Peter? In Arizona. Okay, and was it? Uh, with a um, it's like a controlled environment because of the COVID. It, or don't you know? Everything, everything that I read on it, there was not one word was not one word was 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 said on uh, about COVID. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, and which just uh, I. I uh, I, I, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it as I was as I was going through, but but again it was it was a it was a limited field, um, and that sort of thing. So so maybe there maybe there were there were some sort of, and when I say some sort of uh, uh, COVID precautions, uh, you know precautions, but. Uh, uh, but it's a bit being 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 a limited a limited field and so on. Okay, that's interesting. So, uh, but, so I think as you know, the reason why I'm asking a lot of American states you know, have got different rules. It's not like our country where we've got a national emergency happening and and you know mandatory things in place. I think a lot of the different states in in America have got um, the, the governors have got different different decisions. As opposed yes, to the yes. country thing, so as we're moving forward here, I mean, our racing environment is all, is completely finished, is completely stopped at the moment, and there's very little direction from the, the the governing bodies as to the way forwards. But I do know that, as you said, like the trail, some trail runs are happening, and some trail events because it's easier to to control the crowds, and it's almost naturally 
controlled when you're running on a trail because you can't get like groups of 10 running because you've got to run in single file and so on. So, you know, as, as the, the year goes by and the, the COVID numbers and figures go up, you know, the, it's still, I suppose, a big deterrent to what's happening on our racing calendar. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I look at, I, hmm? I, I was sort of going, going to compare my runs to, to park runs and, and where my runs have the advantage is their, their technology um, that, that they use. So where you just click and start your, and start your own timing. And you and you don't you don't need physical uh, people recording times and that sort of thing. So that that reduces the number of people involved. Uh, whereas park run is quite is, is quite intense with the number of people you use. So they introducing those things. And I know with the trail runs that are that are organised around here, they're using a similar a similar technique. Where, where you've got a chip and you just uh, snap the or scan the chip and start and you tap it at the finish and it records the time automatically. So you have those things and it and it allows it it it, it allows folk to go off at different times and things like that. Okay, you don't get the you don't get the race for the line. Yeah. Uh, so it's conceivable. It's conceivable that whilst you know, that I'll finish ahead of you, but because you started after me, you effectively have beaten me in the race. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so we do need to have some of those things. And the, the sad uh, thing, I mean, you know, the, 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 I think we've mentioned it before on these podcasts that the um, the competitive runners, you know, part of the the challenge is being chased or chasing down somebody. You know, for for the win to be, you know, to get to the line. So, sadly, you know, I do feel for the the professional athletes who probably are uh, really at a loss. I mean, they might be reaching their their peak in 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 their their running story, and there's nobody. There's you know, there's no competition. So, um, yeah, it's sad when it comes to things like the Olympics as well, possibly being under threat again, and all that kind of thing that we that. The, the, the state of where we're at in running is um, is like much like the rest of the world. You know, there's there's no 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 ability to plan ahead, and I think that is quite frustrating for very many people that are you know like yourself who like the structure, but the professional athletes who like something to 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 train for and work towards. So well done to Hocker for you know bringing in something that the running world yeah, something something like that and you know, I think it I think it really was I really yeah I'm not going to sit I'm not going to sit and watch six hours of, of road running um, but uh, it's it's fascinating to read to read about um, the the top the top athletes uh, I found it very interesting. And I'm not even sure how we pronounce her name. Camille, uh, is it? Mm. And and how she has been a Nike runner all her life. But suddenly, uh, and she set all sorts of records. And suddenly she felt that she had to go for this record. Uh, She tried the shoes. 
they fitted like a dream. So she swapped sponsorship and moved over to Hoka and uh, to take part in this. Uh, but but sadly, at about 75 k's, uh, she had a pull out with an injury. Okay. But I, oh, I, I looked I looked at her training. Well, I looked at not only her training schedule, but Jim Wormsley's training schedule. And uh, it's just un- unbelievable stuff. And and I, I, I was reading American articles, and the American articles are talking in miles as opposed to kilometers. Yeah. And I would have I would have thought the training, if it was in kilometers, would have been heavy. Yeah. Uh, but they were these were these were mileages. And they were running 160 mile weeks. Can you imagine? No, uh, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I would be proud if I did a 160 mile month. Never mind. 160 k month for me at the moment. Oh, but, I, I know, and I, and I say it. it yeah, it's just incredible. Uh, I got quite inspired reading about reading about these. But just a word so, of so, warning to the runners, to any runners listening, is that if you are going to change to new shoes. <clears throat> Excuse me, especially with a with a heel a heel raise that's different from your normal like Camille. You've got to do it gradually. You can't just you know go from one pair of shoes, which is fairly neutral, to a different kind of setting. So, you know, mechanically our bodies are very very sensitive to running on long distance with it with a huge mechanical shift like that. So, hopefully Camille's injury wasn't related to her change in shoes um, and possibly something else. I just, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a very, a very fair comment. Um, I, it, it didn't, I, I don't, it wouldn't come out in the article I was reading because the article I was reading was, 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 uh, was promoting the shoes. So it, it, it wouldn't be that. But, um, but I, you know, I'm just, just on that score. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a great believer in when it comes to buying running shoes. That one must one must deal with the professionals, and uh, but unfortunately, and to, sorry, the the professionals sometimes don't aren't aware of the actual um, specifications. So you might be running in one model of shoe, and unbeknown to us, your particular brand has changed that model of shoe because they're they're trying to be you know in a line, but they haven't announced that there's a a, a radical change in whatever it is. And mechanically, our our, our bodies can be receptive to any shift like that in a, in a way. So it's, we can't just trust the professionals. If you are going to be changing shoes, even from, from the same brand but from the newer model, I think it's a little bit of yeah. trying to figure out what, what, the, what has changed in the new model. As yeah. Well. yeah. So just as a preventative um, measure. But anyway, Peter, we run out of time this week, but that was nice and um, long and, and different for a change. So thank you for joining us and look forward to chatting some more next week. Wonderful, wonderful.